The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia. Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 29th, 2023, season 19, episode number 79. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and today our job is to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Seahawks. That happens tomorrow night on Thursday night football. Uh, we'll give you our opinions. We still got to get into the Seattle defense, so we'll dive into that a little bit, but we'll also give you our opinions on what we think will happen overall in the game and give you our picks before the end of the show. Let's start first with injury updates, uh, Micah Parson pops up on the um, on the injury report yesterday. Talk to me about Micah and Dante Fowler, who's also ill, uh, and, and what's going on with them. Well, it looks like there's a bug going around the defensive line room. Um, started with, I know, Stay right? Stay away from me. Stay away. <laughs> Tis the season, unfortunately. Um, Dante missed his second practice on yesterday with an illness, and uh, looks like Micah caught wind of that because Micah missed yesterday as well uh, with an illness. Now, it's key to note that yesterday wasn't technically a, uh, a full practice for the Cowboys. Today will be. Um, so we'll see what happens today as far as the injury report, and they're supposed to designate each one of these players so um that's going to be telling as far as who's doubtful who's questionable uh and we'll kind of go from there not a lot of concern that i'm hearing if much of any when it comes to michael parsons and uh, availability for thursday so that's a good sign but injury report will tell us quite a bit around 3 p.m central today um the only other change was jaron curse true to his word he told me he'd be 200% ready to play. He was full practice participant on mm-hmm. yesterday, so he's back. Tyrus Wheat with the concussion. Um, he missed on Monday, but he was back at full participation on Tuesday. Um, Mozzie Smith full again with the shoulder. And really no other concerns. Those the two guys who were getting rest, which are your two future Hall of Famers, Zach Martin and uh, Tyrus Smith. Um, they're both back from rest. And then Rico Dowdle, he continues to be <laughs> limited. <laughs> I just quote what you said. And I don't disagree. Sorry, I thought you Talking about Rico, I'm sorry. And, I, and I don't disagree. Okay, yeah, good. first ballot. Okay. Um, so yeah, for the most part, everything looks to be on course, with the exception of Micah popping up. Um, so he and Dante, those are the two you want to keep a lookout for, keep an eye out for. If Dante can't go, um, then yeah, you're looking at Sam Williams getting a, a good bulk of the 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 reps. Micah Parsons, I'm told he should be ready to go, but you know, we'll see how it goes. What are you guys thinking right now of, of Sam Williams? I, you mentioned him as maybe getting some more reps. In the limited reps that he gets, what's your assessment of how he's played so far this year? David Irving. Yeah. Flash is big. Um, That's great and 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 worrisome, right? He plays. Yeah, Flash he, is big, but yeah. he'll you you'll pay every once in a while. He's been for more those available flashes. than Irving. No, well, way. he's one of those guys that is super talented, and when yeah. he plays, you absolutely are like floored with how well he'll play, and then he'll do something that reminds you that's why they don't play him so much. You know, and it's unfortunate. I think he got blocked in the back on that face masking penalty mm-hmm. he got, you know, in the game the other day uh, when he was covering the punt. By the way, they have no answer for him 
covering punts. This those two guys on the outside trying to block him. It's, yeah, it's it, it's I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy his size running he down just like runs, a gunner. Like yeah. it's crazy. He yeah. runs right between and he just yeah. is banging. And these guys, and then finally they just get tired of getting beat up about eight, ten yards, and then they let him go. Is they just give happened. up. They just give up. They just can't. I remember in training camp. He I can't remember who he was going against, and he threw the peace sign up as he ran past him. Yeah, what one of the tight ends? I thought yeah, maybe? I think it was one of the tight ends. I'm yeah. not going. To, I don't want anybody. Yeah, I don't want anybody. Name it was one of the tight ends. I can throw one of them out there if you really want to. Make one on the shoe? Is it the gum on the shoe? I, 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 I just, I just totally the gum on the shoe. I can, I can blame one if you want. I, but, Poor no, guy. I, I mean, hey, I, I feel bad. But I no, Sam, um, <laughs> Sam has has insane ability, um, and I love as far as the the skill set is concerned. I love the comp to David Irving. Obviously, like Ambar said, um, not nearly the the off the field issues, um, some vehicle issues. Kind of needs to remain disciplined behind the wheel. But outside of that, on the field, I mean, he'll give you some big splash plays, um, but he'll also, unfortunately, get a flag thrown on him in an untimely situation every once in a while. So if he can kind of get the ladder reeled in and, and you know, the, the discipline as far as knowing when to um, drop a gear as opposed to going and getting like a rough in the passer call or something like that on a critical third down, uh, he can be special. I thought that this would be a year that he would break out. Um, I think the reason that's not happened is just because Dante Fowler just continues to be an impact guy. And it's hard to take Dante off the field uh, for Sam, especially being that while Dante has his own flags every once in a while, no choice on infractions, um, you don't get as much of that as you would get with a young Sam who's still trying to learn the game. Yeah, I'm still a fan of Sam. I yeah, I think he he's a very talented player, and I would like to see him get more chances. I know those penalties can be very big, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I think it's the fact that you can see how regretful or like sorry or or you know when the he remorse. messes up you can you see, see the remorse, the remorse. Yeah. exactly and, and that's kind of the saving grace for me when I see someone that really does care and is trying I want to give him more chances you know yeah. uh and get, allow him to have the opportunity to get better so and that's that's the only thing the only problem he really has I think the off the field issues haven't been major they're forgivable major and it's something that hasn't been reoccurring like now we haven't (laughs) knock on wood we haven't heard any crazy stuff (laughs) yeah the wood is over (laughs) here but um i think he's he's still learning he's still young but i absolutely think he he does deserve more chances what i'll give him over david irving is that sam wants to practice he wants to be involved in that aspect of it as well whereas David Irving was more so I can roll out of bed and, and impact the game and that wasn't inaccurate yeah but I was Sam, about to say he probably could. yeah that wasn't inaccurate but um when it comes to Sam Sam wants to be involved in every aspect of getting better and that includes practice reps as well so to Ambar's point that's why I'm still a huge fan of Sam Williams is because not only the remorse when something doesn't go his way and this is also why Bones Fossil is always giving him positive reinforcement like after the face mask if you saw sounds from the sideline um but but you go out and you look at practice, and Sam is giving it his all in practice as well. He really wants to be an impact guy in all ways. So you got you got to give that guy some grace when the off the field issue is forgivable. You pull him to the side and you say, "Hey, young man, um, need you to be a little more cognizant next time." And as long as those don't become consistent, Sam can be really good for you. If I told you guys he was going to be your starter next year, how'd you feel about that? I'd be totally fine. Yeah, I'd be I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I I would too. I, I man, it's. There's still, it's it's you wonder you talk about giving him other opportunities and 
you know, is he really learning from it? Or, you know, is he continually make the mistakes and stuff like that? But the, the talent is there. They, they clearly had, the, they had a vision for the player uh, you know, and how he could perform. And so as long as he has the attitude, what Patrick's talking about, wanting to work, wanting to be a part of it, wanting to get better, you could always work with a guy like that. The, the, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Fowler, to me, is a guy, he's another one of those guys that doesn't get a lot of reps in the game. But he makes like two or three plays yeah. in the game, Impact plays. and so you're like thinking, well, okay, I understand why Sam doesn't play very much because they'll put Fowler out there as a veteran guy. They kind of know what he can do. They know what Sam could do. You know, Sam can make spectacular plays, but man, Fowler's been able to make plays too. Yeah. So I, I can understand why everybody's part of that rotation. Yeah, it's easy sometimes to forget Dante Fowler was a first round pick. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you don't think about it because all the teams that he's been on sure. and he hasn't really stuck somewhere right. for a very long time, but it was first round pick. I want to say, what's he like, number was it nine? He was top ten. You're yeah. asking me to remember something? <laughs> I thought that was up your alley, man. It is, but, but, it, but it, 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 like, it was up my alley like 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Three. But, he was number three. Third yeah, number three. So, I mean, he was a high first-round pick, and it's, it's easy sometimes to forget that. Yeah, it was Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I do okay. remember, I remember Jacksonville. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're go. on the same page there. But, but yeah, just it's hard sometimes to remember that that he was that high a pick, but the talent certainly is there, and you can see it when he's out there. He definitely can make some splash plays for you, even with limited reps. All right, real quick, let's talk about Shaq Leonard. He visited with the Cowboys. He left town, headed to Philadelphia. I saw a video or picture this morning of him arriving in Philadelphia. Already getting on my wrong side. Already <laughs> getting have some, on my wrong side. Have some time with the, with the folks out there uh, in Philadelphia land. So uh, are you guys concerned that he left without a contract? I mean, there's, there's always going to be the inherent concern of, you know, once he gets into another building, you know, that gives them the opportunity to not allow him to leave without a contract. So that, that's just the obvious. But uh, I was having this conversation with uh, Nick Harris and Nick Eatman yesterday, and, and I, I was like, you know what, I get it, though. If I'm, if I'm Shaq and I'm his agent, um, why, why pigeonhole yourself into just the one situation? Because the best thing that you could do is you could come in, you can let the Cowboys woo you, get their offer, put this on the table, and then you go to their direct rival, who is also a Super Bowl contender. They're 10-1 right now, um, and you have a conversation with them, fill out both, and even if you know in the back of your head, I want to sign with Dallas. Even if you know that, you still are going to, you still will go do that Philadelphia visit because, A, maybe Philly changes your mind, B, if they can't change your mind, you probably get a bigger offer from the Cowboys to to leave Philly now that you're there. So, I mean, just it's just smart business from his agent standpoint. So, I mean, you have the inherent concern, but at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys, we talked about it yesterday, this is a really easy sell. This is a really, really attractive package. And I think the Cowboys should have a good bit of confidence that, that they, he'll be their decision. But it's ultimately up to him. Yeah, they put their best foot forward. They I think the most important thing is they got the medical information. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously going to be comfortable with that uh, as uh, they continue on this path. The thing you have to know is if he makes the decision, it's not because of what you did. It's mm-hmm. what they. It's what he wanted to do. Right. And, you know, and Cowboy fans will... You know, say we'll blame the front office for this and that and the other. No, the front office did everything they could. Now, you still got a shot at the guy. Yeah. You know, he he's you know he's a he's really a talented player. I, I know he's going to come in here and help. Uh, you know, you're getting some really good play from Bell. Clark's starting to pick things up. You know, I mean, it, it just would add to a group that's already you know kind of going the right direction. I just feel like they need help though at linebacker. There's going to be some games where. 
you know, when Bell, as well as he's played and stuff like that, man, I, I'd love to have him in that role where he's playing as that safety kind of guy, the curse role, where he can play in coverage, too. They play so much dime, and you could put him on tight ends and stuff. When he's playing linebacker, he's having to play linebacker. You know, I think there's other ways you can use him. And if you got a guy like Leonard who could play, say, with Clark on the field, and now you could take Bell and put him like, okay, we're going to take these tight ends that you're starting to play, like the Logan Thomases and, and guys like that. Maybe this weekend you know, with, with Fant, uh, you know, that kind of group when you're, you're, you're playing those big tight end guys, you, know, you can help out that way. So I think there's other things. By adding Leonard, it could really, really help solidify some of the stuff going on inside, but you can use Bell in some other roles. It's kind of like playing with, uh, you know, I, I, Bobby Bell asked me this question, and I'll ask you guys this, just a defensive question. If Seattle starts going well in the slot and it's Jordan Lewis, what's your answer? You know, what's your answer? And the reason I ask that is because – Bell, to me, is – I mean, I think Thomas is an answer potentially in the slot to mm-hmm. that question. But with Bell, if he's playing something other than the linebacker role, he, you, can, you can now you can answer questions mm-hmm. like right. that. Because right. if you, know, you, you feel like that, that Gilmore and, and Bland are going to play really, really well. And, you know, and, and, and Lewis has times where he plays really well too. But if this turns into a game where they start wearing you out at the slot, you, know, you, you don't really have answers there. And that's why I'm saying if you add Leonard, that's my example, you add Leonard, then you could do things, you know, you don't have to, one player doesn't have to play just one specific role. You can go and do other things uh, with those particular players, and it only makes this defense stronger in that way. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I believe in Jerry. I believe in Mr. Jones <laughs> to make it happen. Uh, I don't like the fact that uh, he did leave without a contract, but that's I mean, that's smart. I think that's, that's outside the Cowboys' control. That, that is the way. The yeah, yeah, all yeah. they can do is and and you know, on 105.3, the fan yesterday, Jerry was talking about that. He he's not worried about the money. He, yep. He's you know, and it's a you know, if if it comes down to this, is going to be a decision for Shaq Leonard. This is right. not. It's a personal the, decision. The Dallas Cowboys did everything possible to make him want to play here. But if it's his decision to go play at Philadelphia, then that's his decision. But I, I hope that the fan base doesn't just say, well, they should never let him go. They should never – no, it, it, he was going to leave here and see other places. Yep. Yeah. That, that's, that's the way this is. So, you know, you can't, you can't blame the front office for that if, in fact, he does sign in Philadelphia. And the, the added headline um, <laughs> over the Shaq Leonard news is – and there are other teams in, involved as well, promotes right. for reports, but front runners being Philadelphia and, and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so assuming that those are the true front runners, whichever one of those two teams he doesn't choose – He's going to have to face the other team yeah. on mm-hmm. December tenth. Yeah. Like that's this is some soap opera stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah, they, make, they don't make this. Stuff. They don't like, make. This is, yeah, this is written NFL for script television. writers. Yeah, it's really good. Television. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> no, no it's he, good he can definitely help this defense. Yeah, yeah, and this defense has got some really good players on it. It just gives you more flexibility to do things. You know, when you need to match up with San Francisco and others that do multiple things to their offense. Yeah. It's just so interesting that both teams really could use him too because yeah. when you think about Philadelphia, I mentioned yesterday that, They're that bad they only shape. have uh, one linebacker that, that we mentioned, Nicobe Dean, that's mm-hmm. down. He's on IR, but he'll be coming back. They lost their other linebacker too. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's not like – Yeah, they got two linebackers down. So he'll get to play wherever he goes. That's the yeah. point. And so it, there really is no – 
I don't know that there's an added advantage for one team or the other about his playing time necessarily. Uh, but but this is going to be a personal decision, and there will be a lots of things that he can factor into that decision. And as Jerry said, I agree. I don't think this comes down to money at the end of the day. I think it's going to come down to what his personal preference is. Yeah, yeah. I just shoot his uh, agent a text at around 12.01 p.m., right about when he's having lunch in Philadelphia. Just be like, hey, big head, think about something. Give me a call. Maybe we up this offer a little bit. Just yeah. interrupt that whole meeting in Philadelphia. Yeah, we'll, break it up. We'll break see. it up. We will see. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take our first break. We'll come back. Let's get into the Seattle defense. We'll tell you what uh, the Cowboys should be prepared uh, to go against. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you back to the break all right here we go santa at the star get a frame worthy family uh, holiday photo with santa at the star presented by monument realty uh, santa claus will be at his cowboys themed cottage in the star district from november 17th through december 24th book your visit before december 9th and save five dollars with code star five Visit stardistrict.com slash Santa for more info. I finally got that right. That star five thing. Yeah. I, I, I was saying stars five, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Star five. Star five. Go see Santa. All right. We appreciate you joining us. We are back for segment two of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. The segment's brought to you by blockchain.com. All right. Let's talk about the Seattle defense. Uh, Brian, let's start first with uh, kind of a basic question. Is this a better run defense or pass defense? I think it's actually a better pass defense. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I feel like this is going to be it's it's I'd say they say pass, but then I'm going to talk about their linebackers in glowing terms. But I tell you what I do, I do like what they're doing in the secondary. And I, I like the players that they have there. I, I feel like that my old intern John Snyder's done a pretty good job of drafting guys. 
He was. He's my intern at Green Bay. Yeah. Only intern. Only intern yeah. that's ever worked for me in my life. That was a hell of was, a flicks. Was uh, he's now my three and a half million dollar intern. That I, that I, <laughs> so yeah, with but a he, ring. With a, yeah, with a ring. Johnny was a, he's a good guy. guy yeah. I, could, I could tell a ton of stories about him, and he would he would cringe on every one of them. <laughs> another day. Maybe on the next story time. Yeah, right. Do uh. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna play some pass defense here. I think with. Uh, Tariq Will, Will uh, with Woolen, and then also with uh, Witherspoon. I think they do a really good job at the cornerback spot. I think they're they're super super aggressive too with their nickel with Trey Brown also. So they got three guys that can that can cover. And what they're going to be able to do is uh, you know they they've played a lot of zone the last couple of weeks. I watched the uh, the Rams game and then I watched the 49ers game, and I wonder if it has to do with veteran quarterbacks again. Because you look at some of the other games against some starters and some first-time starters and guys that don't play a whole lot in the league, they tend to play a lot more man coverage against those teams. So with Dak Prescott, I have a feeling they're going to try and play a little more of that zone coverage with them. But these guys can cover on the back end. When you start to talk about uh, with Woolen, he is extremely long. And uh, when when you talk about long corners, He's got that fluidity, so he can run with most receivers. He's got recovery speed. When he gets beaten, you can see him break and make recovery plays. Um, the length he has in scouting world, we call this that length he has. It, it's like an extra couple of steps. So if you're a shorter guy and you're trying to use your length, you have to you have to have that ability to kind of to keep up and to be in position. With him, he could be maybe off a little bit, but his length allows him the extra steps to make up for that. So he's a really really good player. And 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 for as tall as he is, the transitions and things like that he does is really really well too. So, you know how they how they handle uh, Lamb and the other Cowboy receivers in this game. These guys are equipped to do that with Witherspoon, and they're also equipped to do it with Brown. And so uh, it's it's going to be a challenge on the outside. But the Cowboys have the ability to win against these guys. It's just going to be a really, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be kind of a, a, a I believe, a really of a back and forth thing. I don't think you're just going to totally beat these guys down because I think they do have the ability to make some plays in the secondary. How good are they in the red zone? They're a good red zone team, and and that's and that's when you when you look at to me, you know, they they don't give up they don't give up many touchdowns to begin with. So that's the thing about it is when you watch them play. Now, I will say this when it comes to their pressures and things like that. 11 of their 32 sacks were against one team. That was the Giants. But in the red zone, their, receipt, their, their secondary does a good job when they're down there because of the way that they're able to plaster the guys that they play against. So that that will be that will be a battle down there for the Cowboys to win that. And and to Brian's point, uh, it's it's absolutely a team that's better in the secondary um, versus up front as far as stopping the run. Um, I mean, they have some guys up front. Talk about Jerron Reed, for example. They got some yeah. guys who can kind of get after it on that interior. But it's also a run defense in Seattle that's ranked 19th in yards allowed, rushing yards allowed. Um, also 19th in yards per carry, uh, and I think 29th or 20 or 30th in rushing touchdowns allowed so we talk about it and i said it uh, you take the opponent week to week and it should be passed to set up the run until further notice this could very well be the game where you use the run to set up the pass because there will be opportunities for tony pollard and rico dowdle maybe that'll help soften up uh that secondary because the secondary when you talk about those long lengthy but 
athletic and, and fast corners, um, you're going to need to give them something to think about. So have them thinking about the run game as well, and then that divides their attention. That should help CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and those guys kind of get off earlier. Yeah, on that note, a couple numbers that popped out at me. Uh, they have not allowed a 300-yard passer since yeah. week three, since mm-hmm. the first three games of the season. First three games, they gave up 300 yards in each of those games. They have not allowed a 300-yard yeah. passer since then. And on the flip side of that, they've given up 125 yards plus in four of the last six games, including a whopping 298 yards of rushing that they allowed to Baltimore. My question, though, would be, because we see this sometimes, is that more a function of the fact that teams are just looking at their pass defense and saying, we really don't want to challenge the pass defense, it's easier to run against them, or is the run defense really that porous? I think it's, to me... I, I the one guy I feel like there's a couple of guys I feel like they're getting the bad bad end of some run defense stuff because I think Leonard Williams can play the run. Mm-hmm. I've seen him with the Giants play the run and I've seen Reed play the run right. pretty well. And you know, but they're not it's just not working for him. I will say this. I do like their linebackers. But I will say Bobby Wagner's probably playing a step slow right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that you know, Father Time is undefeated in yep. football. But when you look at this group up front, the front seven, you know they've they've had they've had their issues when people have just kind of taken the ball and run it at them. At Baltimore's Baltimore's one of those teams you absolutely will mess with your numbers because if they feel like that you're not very good at something, they'll just wear you out with it. The running aspect of it, but I do feel like that the the that this team, if I'm the Cowboys. I'm going to try the run first. And there it is. I'm going to try the run first because is. I feel like that they're getting some traction in their running game. You know, they're getting some, and especially now. The one thing the that the, excuse me, the, the the Seattle linebackers can do is they can run. I mean, Bobby Wagner. I say he's a step slow, but on the other on the other side of that, you know, you you look. At uh, you know some of the other linebackers, I know Boyd Moffey is Boy Moffey is a uh, is listed as like a linebacker, but he plays as an edge. He can really really run. Uh, you know the linebacker that they they drafted uh, from Texas Tech, Brooks, is another guy that can absolutely run. So they've got some guys that can chase you if the ball gets to the edge. We'll see if the if we'll see if that what what the Cowboys' plan of attack will be on this one because if it goes to the edge you're you know, you're probably going to get chased but if you take it right at them maybe you have a little bit better uh, a, a chance of, of of making some hay there throwing the ball against these guys I I kind of feel like though it's you're going to have to throw yeah but I think That's you what just, you do best yeah I, but I think you have to be alert of who you're playing against and as far as the in which direction Witherspoon's the one that gets attacked the most, but he's got fifteen pass breakups too mm. already wow. this season, and so that's what you you know he he's he's one of those guys that both these guys can stay with if you're going to throw the ball, I could see the cowboys move because it's an aggressive front. I could see the Cowboys with their boot and their waggle game. And what I mean by that is when they when they move Dak in the pocket, when they send flow one way and then they run routes, whether it's Ferguson or Cooks, they always like a kind of a two-level throw, maybe sometimes even three if you want to say from the backside all the way down. So I could see them early in this game trying to get the Seahawks to chase 
take it out the back door, hit some passes, hit some passes, kind of soften them up that way, and then go to the wide receiver, uh, go downfield to the wide receivers uh, a little bit later in the game once you've got them committed to try and stop. Because you can get this defense to flow because they that's what they want to do. That's how they play the front. They front, you know, they, they give up some yards because what happens is their defensive linemen will shoot gaps. They'll just angle, you know, they'll angle to the right, ball comes back left, and now they're in a bad spot. Yeah. Sometimes they guess right, sometimes they don't. But you can get this defense to move, and I have a feeling that's what McCarthy and Schottenheimer are going to try and do in this game. Yeah, the more you look at this this team, the Seahawks team, film, you know, the, the tendencies numbers-wise, uh, I think this is the game where you attack them ground first, yeah. and then you set you use that to set it up. I mean, they're allowing almost 118 yards rushing per game. Um, they've allowed 14 rushing touchdowns through 11 games. Um, and for one advanced metric, uh, 36% roughly of rushing uh, yards by their opponents are going beyond expectation. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can get them stretched, and uh, the rushing attack can be um, effective against the Seahawks, and that's Great. really how you're going to get that secondary off balance. And then once the secondary is off balance because they're peeking into the backfield, burn them over the top. Well, one thing, I mean, obviously the pressure doesn't really affect Dak in the way it affects some quarterbacks. Right. He, st- he still throws pretty effectively yeah. when he's under pressure. But I do think when you're playing a zone team, yes. sometimes allowing those for receivers the ability to kind of find that open window, yeah. Yeah. that can be a good thing. What kind of pressure do they have that, that could affect their ability to find those open windows yeah, uh, in it's, the zone? It's I think it's really it's going to be about Leonard. It's going to be about Mafi. It's going to be about can they bring slot pressure, you know, secondary pressure. What they do with their secondary, by the way, I did meant to mention this real quick, is they'll play their corners tilted in. Mm-hmm. So they try and funnel everything to the middle of the field to their safeties. So they don't. So Dallas, we talk about the two the the two level throws, the boots, the waggles. The outs can be really good against this team. All of a sudden, you see Dak just start wearing them out. Like if they're going to tilt in for them to have to spin and play the out, then all of a sudden you keep playing the out, you keep playing the out, then it turns into out and up. Mm-hmm. You know when you're when you're playing that way. So, but yeah, the pressure. It's a team that when you watch them, the blitzes and stuff usually come on third down. You know, we've seen some Dallas play some teams where blitzing second down. Commanders were second down blitz. I believe the the Giants were second down mm-hmm. blitz. This is a team that blitzes more on third down. They really do trust their front four to try and get pressure home on this. So it's it it it. it, it I've seen some snaps where they where they play on your side of the line of scrimmage. You know, they trying to be there's they got a couple of guys that got some power. Reed's got some power. Leonard's got some power. Uh, you know, they've got guys like that that can that can rush and cause some some problems. But, you know, it's just a matter of Dak. The, 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 the offensive line's done a great job of holding up. The backs have been super when it comes to any type of extra pressure that anybody's been. They've, they've been able to sort things out, read it, pick it up, ball out. But I don't know if the, I don't know with the way that Dallas is going to play their game plan. I don't think they're going to allow these guys to rush them that way. I really don't. I think the game is going to be the the, the outs will be quick, the movement of the pocket, roll that. You know, don't give uh, don't give them any chance to to take shots at Dak in the middle of that pocket. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, I'll ask the question: Is this the best defense that Dak will have faced outside of San Francisco? We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Yeah, it's time to vote for the Pro Bowl, guys. Yeah, Where'd let's the season do it. go? Deron Bland. How about that? The 2024 NFL Pro Bowl games are taking, uh, taking over Orlando. Mm-hmm. And the roster is up uh, to you. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games vote and send your favorite Cowboys players to compete in the ultimate AFC versus NFC showdowns this February. Vote now at ProBowl.com slash vote. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Here's my question for you guys. There are a lot of, obviously, detractors out there when it comes to Dak Prescott. And you would hear what the the common refrain at this point with regard to how he's played this season is, well, he hasn't really played anyone to this point other than San Francisco. So my question for you guys is, is San Francisco's defense better than the other teams that they've played, the other defenses that they've played this season outside of San Francisco? So that after this weekend, is that still a part of the conversation? If Dak goes out and kills it, is that still a part of the conversation or not? Philadelphia? Yeah, I was just about Philadelphia to say. better. Philadelphia, is Philadelphia. I mean, t- to me, I don't think I will say this. I think Seattle covers better than Philadelphia right mm-hmm. now because that's that's a, the problem with Absolutely. Philadelphia is their secondary. Absolutely. I don't I don't know if their front seven is better it flips. than Yeah, it's inverted. If you yeah, if you somehow that yeah. I always say if I had Iowa's defense in football for LSU's offense, we would be a national championship <laughs> contender right now. But that's not the case. Uh, can't do it like can't that. Can't do it like that. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think Philadelphia um, – I, I will say this this secondary is going to be a challenge for them. Is this the best one they've seen all season? Because San Francisco's secondary isn't great. San Francisco – you know what the San Francisco's done to me? They mm-hmm. played great man-for-man defense against – Dallas 
and then they completely choked Seattle's really good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think I think San Francisco deserves more of my credit for how they play in their secondary. In their secondary, yeah. And I want to say, well, they they play a lot of zone, and they don't. Do, no, they and play they switch to man. They <laughs> play man coverage, and they don't give you an inch. Mm-hmm. And so now you're kind of like you know you're kind of like okay, well maybe I need to rethink what San Francisco's secondary is. I will say, I, I did say this. I, I felt like that when you start to talk about defenses, and I, I even put it in my notes here, I, when it comes to the secondary, I, 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 said this about, I said this about their linebackers. I said next to the 49ers, this will be, the, the be one of the better groups the Cowboys are going to face. And I do believe that when you start to talk about Bobby Wagner and, and this group and the way it is. And I think the San Francisco linebackers – Gave Dallas a lot of trouble yeah, in that game. No doubt. Not only was the secondary good, but the, the, the linebackers, the, the linebackers were a problem <laughs> in that football guy. game. So they can't let these linebackers be a problem. But I will say that to me, Philadelphia front seven, Seattle secondary. That's how I would look at it right now. Yeah. Um, and he moved the ball against Philadelphia. Fine. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I would say that you know it. Broad stroke, Philly is is the second best defense outside of the 49ers that they face. But like Brian said, it's and eloquently put, it's inverted to what they're about to face with the Seahawks. Yeah. The Seahawks, to me, are markedly better in uh, their secondary. But what did we just talk about? They'll give up the run. Um, whereas the Eagles, they don't want to give up the run, and they often don't give up the run, but their secondary can be thrown against. Right. Dak Prescott, over 370 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, if you know he doesn't step out of bounds, and if Schoonmaker's knee isn't down, Cowboys win that game. And then that question that you just posed is no longer a question because he yeah. defeated the Eagles uh, defense with almost 400 yards, three touchdowns, and no no interceptions. Right. Um, but here come the Seahawks and uh, one of the better defenses, one of the best defenses in the NFL and the NFC as well. So another big challenge for him. And um, I'm interested to see, because you make a great point, Brian, as far as the 49ers, how they play, yeah. right? Now we get to see them go up against the Eagles' offense, and can they kind of keep that going? Right. Um, hopefully they can because, you know, yeah, I don't want to cheer for either one of those teams, but you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, give the Seahawks credit. Their defense is, is something serious, particularly in the secondary, though. So run the ball, um, and that's going to make the secondary second guess, and then you can take advantage of that secondary. If you try to throw at them um, from the outset, you're going to pay for that. All right. Let's go ahead. Sorry, no, I was going to say, it's always going to be something, though, always. you know, oh, well, they're six and five. Oh, well, they're coming out a two-game we- uh, losing streak. Right. So yeah. I'm not hearing it, It's just, you're constantly going to hear it, but not every team is going to be, you can't just face a bunch of crappy teams all season long and always blame it on, well, that's a crappy team, that's a crappy team. Then you're calling the whole NFL a crappy team. I was going to say, eventually, if, 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 if it's a league full of the worst teams. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So then, well. <laughs> it's always going to be something. But I do think uh, this will be one of those challenges for, for Dak and this offense to kind of show up once again and prove yeah. the path that they're heading on. All right, so here's the big picture question. There are a couple big quick picture questions here. If you give me one offensive player for Seattle that you think Dallas should be most concerned about, who would it be? Offensive player? You offensive say? player. You know what? I, I think I, – I, not think. I'm confident that, that Deron Bland and Gilmore, um, though they will have their hands full – with Metcalf and Lockett. I'm confident they can get the job done. I'm looking at JSN, um, Jackson Smith and Jake, but I'm looking at him in the slot. um, And 
we've seen Jordan Lewis play mm-hmm. exceptional football, and we've seen him struggle at times. Um, this needs to be a game. It's where tough he, playing slot. Yeah, man. this needs to be a game where he plays exceptional football. And I'm a big believer in Jordan Lewis. I, I think, love it when he's challenged. Yeah, when he's yeah, when he turns yeah. into dog he's mode. Tough, like man. yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the mode he's in right now. Um, after kind of having a, a struggle past couple of games or so, and he's going to have his hands full. But I think he steps up to this challenge in a big way, especially against a rookie. Now we know that JSN is talented. You saw what he did at Ohio State, and he's a, a major contributor for Pete Carroll in year one. But uh, I think Jordan Lewis looks at this and says, "Hey, not." today young man um so for me it's jsn i say keep an eye on jsn i would say tyler lockett just yeah. because his quickness how breaker. smart yeah. he is his uh route running um also sometimes with gilmore there's still the lack of speed at times and i think that's something if they go up against each other that's a battle that a guy like lockett can win because of his speed and quickness. So that's a guy to keep an eye on. Man, I think you guys have got this thing covered. So I'll take the third receiver then in this one. (laughs) (laughs) So the receivers are the issue. No, no. And and, 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 and it's a really good question. And I think you guys, uh, Lockett to me scares me to death because he could be a non-factor the whole game. And Mm -hmm. then the the game's on the line and he makes some miraculous catch in the back of the corner end zone, gets both feet down, and then they find a way to win the game. That's that kind of player. He's his career has been that of mm-hmm. just making huge plays at the right time. But I'll say something about DK Metcalf. It, the, the numbers don't say there's a lot of completions there. There's a lot of targets there. But what he does is that vertical game. You know, all of a sudden the Seahawks are going bad. They're really not doing anything. And then they launch a ball, and he catches it for fifty something yards. And now the offense kind of finds a little rhythm there. So I, I, I think with whether it's it's Bland or Gilmore, one of those two is going to be challenged. And now it's going to be on Hooker and others that are playing, mainly Hooker, who's playing free. He's got to, you know, you got to keep your eyes on knowing that that 14 is lined up way outside for a reason because he's about to run a 40-yard dash against your guy. And you have to be over the top and be ready to, to get it done. So... Metcalf scares me if the Cowboys' defense is having success and then all of a sudden Smith launches one and it turns into a 50-something yard gain and it kind of gets them back going again. But all three of these guys are that's, – that's the challenge. They're, you know, they're, Seattle's going to challenge you on their receivers against your DBs, but you're going to challenge your receivers against their DBs. Absolutely. This, this game could very well be won in the secondaries mm. of who doesn't make mistakes. Right. Yep. Right. And it's interesting, DK Metcalf, he's not had the season that, no. that I think you really would expect from him. Well, he's only had one 100-yard game this yeah. season, which, you know, you think about that, like that's not what people would expect. Yeah. He's had a couple games where he's gotten flirted with 100. Right. He's only on gone over 100 one time this season. So that's that's oh. a guy where you're like, I, I'm worried because I'm like, feel like he's too good right. to be held down forever. Is At some point, he's going right. to break out because yeah. that's how good he is. Well, he made a point yesterday that Deron Bland has more touchdowns than him. So that <laughs> was did. pretty funny. So he's noticed that. He's <laughs> noticing. He goes, man, this Bland, he, he's got more touchdowns than me. So that, that, what does that tell you? <laughs> and, so, and make sure you wrap up against these receivers, these Seahawks yeah. receivers, especially DK. DK is is yeah. a handful to take down yeah, once the ball dude, in his hands. And, and Tyler, um, if, he, if he gets the ball in space, you better take the right angle because yep. he is a sh- as shifty as they come. So uh, once, the, you know, the ball is... Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> have to do it all the time. You have to... Yeah, right. <laughs> you say, you say like, it twice whoa, okay. on, on the radio. You say it twice. I'm like, share with your 
chess then. But yeah, so uh, make sure you wrap up because I mean the guy they're going to you know catch uh, a pass here or there. Yeah. You're not going to blank these guys out. Yeah. So when they when they catch the pass, make sure that you you know do your best to delete the yak opportunities because these receivers can absolutely um, take the ball and, and run it right past you after the reception. So. All right, time for picks. What we got? What are y'all thinking? Who's going to win this what game? You think Shades and Ball? Uh, man, I don't like the fact that I'm feeling I'm getting to the point where oh, I think it's gonna be a win. You know, like I don't like the fact that I'm getting <laughs> a little comfortable, yeah. <laughs> a little comfortable, especially when you you think that they're playing at home and how good they've been at home. Um, but I'm still gonna go ahead and pick them because I think they have everything they need to win a game like this again uh totally agree with you guys with them trying to set up the run and establishing that we saw improvement last week so i think that's something that can hopefully carry on and keep trending upwards for the cowboys this weekend and they just get another win at home i would say um 31 28 something weird butter aubrey gets it done yeah. Right. So you want a no cardiac event? Like I don't no want more a cardiac misses. event. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. He's only I think points. I think he's only missed PATs. Yeah, so yeah. No, no, but I, I think it, I think it'll be a close one. I think the uh, Seattle is gonna make them work for it. Agree. Um, I think it'll be a close one until it's not. Um, so here I, I'm the same. I'm in the same, on the same hill I was last week. It's the Cowboys playing at home. And last week before my prediction, I said until another team comes into AT and T and shows me they can slow down this runaway runaway train that the Cowboys yeah. are in Arlington, then you know when that happens, cool. But until then, I'm still going to pick big for the Cowboys. But I do think it's going to be close, probably through you know two and a half, maybe even three quarters. I think the run def- the run offense for the Cowboys rushing attack wears down the Seahawks defense eventually, and then the big plays start to happen late in the third quarter. Cowboys and Dak Prescott in that offense, they've become a fourth quarter team here recently. So uh, two touchdowns and a couple field goals for the Seahawks and the Cowboys with another 40-burger at home, 40-20 Cowboys. All right. Going, uh, I'm going to go 31-21 uh, Cowboys in this game. I, I do like what everybody's saying there. I, you know, you have to give the Cowboys credit for the way that they've played at home, especially offensively. They figure stuff out. I, th- I could see Geno Smith turning over the ball a couple of times in this football game. Take advantage of that. So a uh, 31-21 Cowboys. All right, and I also think Cowboys win, but I think it's I don't think Cowboys have as much offensive production, although I do think they're still going to get in the 20s. I think they'll they'll win this game 26-20. Uh, it'll be a little closer uh, than than they've been accustomed to at home uh, because it is better competition, yeah. as you just said. It's going to be a little harder, and I'm going to see matched up strength for strength. Cowboys strength being their passing game, and the strength of of the Seattle defense being their their pass defense. I want to see how the Cowboys can match up against that, and if they can really start, they they will show me a lot if they come out and do to this pass defense what they've done to yeah. the other pass oh, defenses. Yeah. Then let's start really talking about Dak Prescott as a potential MVP candidate because then he's doing it against everybody. Yeah. All, right. All right, we're going to take uh, – we're done. We'll be back to, uh, Friday. <laughs> so tomorrow's game. Tomorrow, Friday, we'll be back. We'll tell you guys what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!